not okay with that. Mason Brandt will drive inside. He'll pull up a right elbow for the jump shot up and good. And that's one thing uh, when I talked with Coach Niekamp earlier in the week, he's like, yeah, Mason Brandt, you see him scoring, and it's not always easy shots. That was very much the case there. No, it's not easy shots, but he makes them look like they're easy shots, the way he connects on them so frequently. Four-point advantage now for Lipsick under seven minutes to go in the second corner of action. Van Buren with possession. Well, we'll skip it over to Peter Harrington on the left wing. Down inside now to Miller, who has it on the block. The pump fake goes up and gets that one to drop over the good defense from both Mag and Brandt in the area, and still Miller able to finish down inside. Oh, nice job by Miller. He's having himself a pretty good game so far with the five points. Him and Schrader, two guys you really need to have have good games. They're doing pretty well tonight. Last touch by Mason Brantz would go out of play. Back on round of Van Buren, chance to tie or take the lead. 6.24 left to go in this first half of action. And worth noting for Landon Miller, already have a, having a better night than he did, at least scoring-wise yesterday. He had four against Van Lue. He's already got five tonight. Yeah, you know, that he does have that one more than last night. I mean, last night was really Schrader just having an amazing game. But. And Schrader loses the handle, tries to poke it back, but will be unsuccessful end up being called for the foul his first of the game with 607 left to go here in the first half of action 16 to 14 is your score Lipsick with a two-point lead yeah, Lipsick needs to pick up the tempo a little bit here ease up on the aggression defensively you're having good looks defensively but you're still going a little too aggressive on the offense side find a way to get the ball in Brant and Mag's hands on some cleaner looks than what they've been getting so far Ellen Brock has it poked away from him by Landon Miller. It'll stay with Livesick. They'll inbound from the sideline. 5.52 to go in the first half. Inbound is a Blake Liffick. He'll fire Mason Brandt at the free throw line. Working turnaround shot from just inside the line. A little too strong. Rebound though grabbed by Lipsick. Then he'll get it out to Ellerbrock. Right corner three. A little too strong again. Good box out there from Andrew Schrader. Now Van Buren goes the other way. Van Buren just continuing to play really good defense. And that is definitely a travel. Harrington took one too many steps, although that's going to hurt even more because Schrader was able to make that top of the key three as well. So instead of taking a one-point lead, it'll remain a two-point deficit for Van Buren with 5.33 to go in the first half. And we'll see Caleb Ellerbach checking out of the game. We'll see Quinn Schrader back on the floor for Lipsick. And a good swap there. Schrader, a little bit more veteran experience. Ellerbrock, he's good. Definitely a talented player at junior, so not that big of a difference between him and Schrader. But Trader just plays at a more mature level. It's weird. He's a sophomore, but he just plays at a more veteran level. Get over to Quinn Trader. Alley-oop to Mason Brandt, who throws it down on the alley-oop throw. Now a four-point advantage for the Vikings. Like I said, it's just right there. Just demonstrated. 5.05 left to go here in the first half. Van Buren with possession. It'll be Harrington with it on the left wing. We wanted to get it inside to Bellhards, but it's poked away. He tried to poke it back, but another opportunity. They have another alley-oop to Brandt, who can't quite throw it down this time down. Oh, and they're going to call it for a technical for hanging on the rim as Coach Coleman is saying he did that so he didn't land on somebody. But instead, they're going to tee up Mason Brandon. That's also his third foul. That's a bad technical, though. Because he was hanging on the rim. That is fair. But he was doing that because Landon Miller was directly under him. I was trying to give him time to clear up. That's and they're not going to change their minds either. No, they're not. That, that, that could very well swing the, the balance of this game. Oh, significantly swing the balance of this game. We throw it from Schrader up and good. And I just get frustrated with that because the refs 
genuinely just injected themselves into this in a big way by calling that technical foul. Because that's part of Lipstick's game is their type of high flying, getting Mason Brand on the alley oops, getting him involved with the dunking game. If you're taking that away, you're taking away part of their passing game. You just called a technical for him not landing on a human being. Oh, that, that's bad. That's a bad, bad take by these officials. And now it'll be very unlikely we even see Mason Rand until the start of the second half at the earliest. Maybe not until the fourth quarter and if Lipstick's able to hold their own, to be honest. See how this changes the flow of the game. Both free throws were good from Schrader, but Landon Miller runs out of room on the sideline, so we'll go back the other direction for Lipstick. 444 to go in this contest, in at least the first half of this contest. Mason Grant now on the sidelines for Lipsick after picking up his third foul on a technical for hanging on the rim following a missed alley-oop attempt. Three-pointer off the mark from Carrillo, and he'll be the last one to touch it for Lipsick, so it goes in the other direction for Van Buren. 432 to go in the first half of action. Jackson Gregory will be checking in for Van Buren. He'll check in for Peter Harrington. I'm just, I'm still having a hard time getting over that technical. That's, that, that's a rough, rough take for Lipstick to have to deal with in this matchup. Belharis open in the corner, goes down inside to Gregory on the block, goes up and a little too strong on the shot. Good defense from Paul Mag. Goes the other direction now for Lipstick, 4.13 to go in the first half. Maybe Pena with the ball top of the key for the Vikings. He'll find Mag, right corner, launching the three and making the three from the right corner. Just like that, Lipstick adds on to their lead back to five points, four minutes to go in the first half. Well, and like I said during the pregame and at different points during this game, Paul Mag, star in the making for this Lipstick squad. He's going to have to have that type of game tonight. Miller pull-up jump shot in the lane, up and good for now his third basket of the game. Cuts it back to a three-point deficit, 3.45 to go in the first half. Mag, another three-pointer this time from the top of the key. That one won't fall as Miller tried to get the board but wasn't able to do so. And then it's stolen away and good pump fake and then a big foul down low by Jackson Gregory who's going to make sure that that shot had no attempt of actually getting there from Schrader. Now he'll go to the line. Yeah, and seeing Dylan Nies getting ready to check in. Curious to see who he's checking in for because he's, he's a good player, definitely a talented player. More so on the football field, though. I mean, no, he's a pretty good basketball player. He is. He's a ve he's a very competent basketball player. I think player. he's only coming off the bench because he was injured earlier in the year. He was, but he's still not 100%. That's the big catch. He he's still coming back. I mean, you can see the brace on his left ankle still. Still coming back from that injury. So it it's not the traditional Dylan Neese that's a very, very skilled player. The sharpshooter can attack the rim. He, it's a little bit more of a facilitator at this stage. It throws up and good from Quinn Schrader for Lipsick. He's now got two points on the night. Both of them coming from those free throws. It's back to a five-point lead for Lipsick. 3.25 to go here in the first half of action. Van Buren with possession. Andrew Schrader launching the three, and it'll fall once again for Andrew Schrader. He actually knew that was going to be good once it left his hand after he started walking back. Yeah, I mean, that was going in. He knew what was happening there. Back to a two-point lead again for Lipsick. 3.05 to go in the first half. Find Paul Mag with it, top of the key. We'll find Quinn Schrader on the left wing. Schrader takes a few dribbles before he'll bring it back out towards the volleyball line to reset things for Lipsick. Now under three minutes to go in the first half. Two-point advantage for Lipsick. Floater will come up short. Rebound can be grabbed by Landon Miller for Van Buren. He'll push the tempo, crosses the timeline, driving down inside. No look pass to Andrew Schrader. Right wing for the three. Up and good again for Andrew Schrader. 
And just like that, Van Buren takes the one-point lead with 2.30 to go in the first half. Andrew Schrader's having himself a night. We could be seeing a star performance here for Van Buren. Picking up where he left off. He had 28 last night. He's already got 13 so far in this one. And he actually will poke that pass away for Van Buren as now they'll go back the other direction with 2.18 to go in the first half. Landon Miller will cross the timeline for the Black Knights. Andrew Schrader again left wing for three. That time comes up short. Bit of a heat check that time from Schrader. As see a foul called on Van Buren on the transition play. Yeah, definitely a heat check. <laughs> he, was, he was close to the volleyball line there. <laughs> Caught by half court a little deep on that one. But you know what, Schrader, he's capable of making those shots. And talk about the 28 points last night. He's already got 13 tonight. Hey, I, I know it's basically a two-man race between Mitch Clark and uh, Jerome Clut for right now for BBC Player of the Year. Ain't nothing said the Trader can't make a late-season run. Absolutely true. Lipstick down inside. Mag has his shot blocked by Andrew Schrader. Another good play, this time on the defensive end for the senior. He'll cross the timeline. Finds Trey Ramp on the left wing. Now back up top, Schrader swings it down into the corner. Jordan Frederick launches the corner three, a little too strong. Rebound going to be grabbed by Carrillo. Goes back the other way for Lipsick. 1.38 to go in the first half. One point lead for Van Buren. Ellerbach, corner three, a little too strong. Rebound grabbed by Frederick as he's almost shoved out of bounds, but able to stay inbounds and get it to Andrew Schrader. Lipsick back on the defensive side as Van Buren goes the other direction with 1.22 to go in the first half. Van Buren. The one-point lead, 24-23. It'll be Trey Ramp with it on the wing. Then I'll swing it down inside to Schrader. Schrader, left hand shot, up and good from the right block. Just like that, a three-point lead for Van Buren, 105 to go in the first half. When you have a star on the floor, it can be that much of a difference. You're seeing it right now without Mason Brand out there. Lips are kind of struggling, and Andrew Schrader just putting on a clinic right now in the first half. Mag, open right wing for the three. Can't quite get that to drop. Ramp with the rebound. And then Nice will end up picking up the foul after Ramp reeled that one in. So that foul will go against Nice with 51.5 to go in the first half of action. See Clarence Sterling out checking in for Jackson Gregory for Van Puren as well. Kind of crazy with how many like inject yourself fouls we've seen so far tonight from the officials. Neither team in the bonus, only five fouls against Lipsick, four against Van Buren. It's been surprisingly a clean game except against Mason Brand. And three of those fouls against Mason Brandt, one of them a technical on an alley-oop play that did not drop, and he hung on the rim, which in itself, by the letter of the law, is a technical foul, but he did that just to not land on somebody, worth noting as well. Exactly. Clarence Durley out with the ball on the right wing for Van Buren. 25 seconds now left to go into the first half. They lead by three, and now Durley out will end up drawing the foul as looks like that one will go against Quinn Schrader for Lipsick as we now have a Almost complete line change for Van Buren with Harrington, Miller, Bellahars, and Reikley all checking in. Out goes Ramp, Frederick, Derliant, and Coffee for Van Buren. So Schrader, the one guy that stays on the floor for Van Buren. Yeah, Schrader does not leave the floor with how good he's played right now. 20 seconds left to go in the first half. Three-point lead for Van Buren. Van Buren also with possession. Peter Harrington with it near the volleyball line for Van Buren. Working with 10, he'll drive left side. Gets it back over Landon Miller. Almost loses room and does lose room. Ends up losing the handle. So Lipsick will have 5.7 to try and get something up and have a chance to actually tie this one up right before the half. Buzzer went, but the refs had already inbounded the ball. So 5.2 now. So just a few tenths of a second ticked off. 
I really feel these refs need to get on the same handle at some point here. We've seen that twice already tonight with the substitutions and the quick whistles and with the technical against Mason Brandt. Again, haven't been a lot of fouls, but my goodness, this has not been a stellar crew thus far this evening. We'll actually add a few of those tenths of a second back on the clock, so it's 5.7 left to go in the first half. Amirin was trying to make another additional sub. They've got Coffee, Frederick, and Ramp all set to check in for Van Buren as now the refs will convene in front of the scores table. 26-23 is your score. Van Buren with the three-point lead over Lipsick. So I guess they're not letting the substitutions go through then. It does not appear that way. Well, because I think it's the same, it's the same idea as if you bring in, if you pass the ball to the free throw shooter like on a free throw you don't get to then move around more I think exactly. that's I think that's the same idea right here I mean same basic principle but I'm just I'm curious as what to what coach Coleman is asking for because Lipsick does already have the ball I think he's asking about the time because I think they only had a couple tenths of seconds. it was it was 5.7 before was it still 5.7 it, it was okay they have to inbound from right in front of their bench. They'll get it into Ellerbrock. Gets the hard screen. Crosses half court. Gets to the volleyball line. Launches it up. It won't come close to touching anything. That'll do it for the first half of action. What a first half we had here today. Van Buren now with the lead at the half. After Lipsick had the two-point lead after one quarter, Van Buren now leads by three at the half, 26-23. And just quite literally a tale of two quarters. You had... Lipsick come out a little strong the first quarter. Van Buren came out strong the second quarter. But then with that, te that technical is going to be huge towards the outcome of this game. As you now have Mason Brandt sitting. I, I again, will stand by the statement. I don't think he necessarily comes back in in this third quarter. I think he, I, if you want to win this game, he has to. I think it only he only comes back in if Van Buren starts to pull away. Right now they caught up and they got a little bit of a lead. If they start to pull away, then you bring Mason Brandt in and you start to risk it. But for the time being, I, I'd rather have Brandt in the fourth quarter and have between Schrader, Nice, and Mag, one of them figure it out offensively. I don't think you want Mason Brandt to get that cold, though, either. Correct, I know he's a great player, so that shouldn't truly matter. But still, I don't think you want to have him sit for such a long period of time before getting to go back in. I certainly wouldn't disagree with that. It's just... Oh, trying to play the room a little bit here on this one, especially with the I, I, way the calls are I, going. I think when you have a player as talented as Mason Brandt, I think you have to at least let him start the quarter. If he picks up the fourth foul, obviously you then yank him quick, but I, I think you give him a chance to, yeah. to at least try and get something rolling because all the momentum is on Van Buren right now. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Van Buren has every ounce of momentum right now going their way, and that's courtesy 100% of Andrew Schrader. The way he closed out that quarter, that was remarkable. But, yeah, it's it, it's a tough beat right now. This has turned into a pretty great game. I thought it was going to be a little bit more one-sided in favor of Lipsick tonight. But Van Buren's making it a ball game. Andrew Schrader's having a star performance. And we, we have an MIA star, Mason Brandt, because of officiating at this he, stage. I mean, he still has nine of the points for Lipsick, so it, it just yeah. goes to show how much their offense started to struggle once he had to check out. Exactly. So it's... It should make for a pretty interesting second half. There's going to be a lot of strategy, a lot of strategery, as it were, that Lipsick and Van Buren both are going to have to execute to come away with the W tonight. 
With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have our Owen and Halftime Report. Shortly after that, back to start the second half here from Van Buren, a three-point lead for Van Buren, 26-23 over Lipsick. Listening to BBC Basketball, Classic at 96.7 WBBI. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Hoops, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Now here's your host, Eric Reeser. Starting next school year, the Ohio High School Athletic Association will begin the process of officially sanctioning two sports. 2022-2023 will be the first year the OHSAA conducts a boys volleyball and girls wrestling state tournament. The two respective sports will operate in the association's emerging sports category. The addition brings the number of OHSAA-sanctioned sports to 28 overall, 14 boys sports and 14 girls sports. I'll speak with Tim Street, the OHSAA's Director of Media Relations, on the process of admitting high school girls wrestling into the OHSAA and the process of exiting the emerging sports category. We'll do that next. This is the Ohio News Network. I'm Scott Tomorrow, President of the Ohio Education Association. On behalf of our 120,000 members, OEA is proud to sponsor tonight's game. We believe in the power of high school sports in shaping young athletes' lives. And we have seen firsthand the power of Ohio's educators to reach and teach their students through countless pandemic-related challenges. The best way to keep our schools open is to prevent the spread of COVID-19. If you can get vaccinated, we encourage you to get vaccinated now. Does your child play video games with loot boxes or in-game rewards? If so, it's important to know when video games can turn into gambling. Learn the signs at changethegameohio.org. Teens are experiencing gambling in more ways due to the increase in gaming features that mimic gambling, such as loot boxes, gaming skins, and virtual currency. Help prevent youth gambling at changethegameohio.org. This message is brought to you by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. On January 13th of this year, the Ohio High School Athletic Association announced that its board of directors had voted unanimously to add boys volleyball and girls wrestling starting in the 2022-2023 school year. Those sports would start out in the association's emerging sports category. I'll have a little more on what that means in a minute. Tim Street, the OHSAA's Director of Media Relations, tells me they're thrilled to bring on two more sports. We were real excited to have our board of directors give us the green light to move forward with both of those. And boys volleyball and girls wrestling, we've been talking with both of those sports for quite some time. In fact, boys volleyball, that conversation might go back almost 10 years now. Of course, girls wrestling is a newer sport, but that just might be one of the fastest growing sports we have in Ohio. According to WrestleLikeAGirl.org, a group that advocates for girls wrestling around the country. 32 states currently sanction a high school girls wrestling state tournament. Ohio will join that group starting in the next academic year. The OHSAA says the Ohio High School Wrestling Coaches Association has been operating a girls state tournament since 2020. Tim Street says they do consider established tournament structure when looking to add a new sport. It is a lot of focus on how they have been running their tournament, yes. It's kind of interesting. We have a, a sports regulation that our board previously and our previous uh, directors have looked 
looked at that says a sport has to have at least 150 schools that sponsor that sport in order for the OHSA to consider that. And we kind of leaned on that. And, and our previous boards took that letter by letter and held true to that. And, you know, honestly, boys volleyball and girls wrestling do not have 150 schools that have that sport yet. But our board of directors has always had the power and the authority to, you know, bring a sport on board, even if they didn't meet that 150. And this current board was willing to do that. Tim credits the association's new executive director, Doug Ute, in spearheading the addition of these two sports. Tim says the COVID pandemic was a huge factor in their efforts to expand the OHSAA. I think that caused certainly the OHSA to make a lot of changes. I think that are going to make us stronger moving forward. And I think, you know, girls wrestling and, and boys volleyball are examples of, you know, now that we're out of the woods uh, to a certain extent, we're able to now bring on some of those new sports. It, it might have happened sooner if we didn't have the pandemic that really hit at a crazy time. So we weren't really able to even think about bringing on a new sport last school year because of the pandemic. But this current school year has uh, has really given us a chance to get back on, on solid footing and we're able to move forward. And th this allowed Doug Ute to move forward and say, we want to bring these on. For its first few years, girls wrestling will operate under the OHSAA's emerging sports category, which Tim says is their way of evaluating participation, financial feasibility, and tournament administration. The hope is to remove that tag from girls wrestling and to boys volleyball in similar fashion to boys and girls lacrosse, which will both be officially recognized as OHSAA sanctioned sports in 2022. My thanks to Tim Street and to the OHSAA. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Eric Reeser. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17 an hour with a raise after 90 days. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. You can work five days a week or even four. If interested, please apply online under our career opportunities. Again, that's under career opportunities at SenecaMillwork.com. You can also apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Have you tried Campus Poly Eyes with their world-famous stuffed sticks? Campus Poly Eyes is at 339 South Blanchard Street and are serving up their award-winning pizza, amazing stuffed breadsticks, subs, salads, and more. Campus Poly Eyes is now delivering all over Findlay, and they offer a great selection of beer and wine for dine-in customers. Voted best restaurant, period, by the BG News three of the last five years. Campus Poly Eyes at 339 South Blanchard Street. Stop in and taste heaven. Why do you need the highest quality automotive parts like Crown Batteries, Castrol Lubricants, Anco Wiper Blades, and Wagner Sealed Beams and Bulbs? Because when you really need your vehicle, you can rely on these quality parts to get you through. Since 1945, Ohio Automotive Supply Company has been the place to turn for the best automotive parts and personal service. Stop in today at Ohio Automotive Supply Company, 525 West Main Cross Street in Findlay. We are here from Van Buren High School. You're set for tonight's action. BBC Basketball on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI Online. WBBI.com. 26-23, your score. Van Buren with the lead over Lipsick at the half. Thanks for Matt Common with you. Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI Online through WBBI. Dot com for those of you that missed the first half. First off, you missed a good first half. What's a good first half? <laughs> Second off, the 
part of the reason behind this score is due to the fact Mason Brandt has missed a good chunk of today's game. He picked up his third foul with about two minutes to go in the second quarter off of an alley-oop attempt that did not fall. They teed him up for hanging on the rim. He had already had two fouls before that. He's got nine of the points for Lipsick so far, is still their leading scorer, and is on the floor to start this second half off. I do have to say, for that technical that they gave him, I'll stand by this statement just because we saw it today with Mason Brandt makes it fresh in my mind. I hate that as a technical foul. I just do. You are hanging about 10 feet above other human beings. If you're hanging there, it's probably to clear people out. You don't need to. Make I th- it a well, I foul. think the spirit of the rule is that it's viewed as possible taunting. I think that's why it's a technical. And the spirit you, of the rule. You should be able to dis- dis- You should be able to know what's not taunting and what is. Yeah, that's that's the issue I have with it. Mason Brandt unable to get that shot to go from in close. Van Buren goes back the other direction. They'll look to add on to their three-point lead here. We get started with the second half of action, 7.35 to go in the third quarter. Andrew Schrader's got 15 of the 26 points so far for Van Buren, picking up where he left off at 28 in their win yesterday against Van Lue. Peter Harrington setting things up for Van Buren. He'll find Reikley. He'll enter it to Schrader. Wants to go down inside to Belhars, but it's poked away. Goes the other direction now for Lipsick. Lipsick in transition. He'll find Mason Brandt. Left wing three up and good for Mason Brandt as he'll get back into the scoring column. He now ties it up 26-26. And just on a side note, Mason Brandt angry. I'm not sure Van Buren is going to like Mason Brandt angry. That is, a, that is a very strong possibility as well. Van Buren on the offensive side. Andrew Schrader top of the key three off the mark to the left. Rebound going to be grabbed by Fabian Payne, and now Lipsick back the other way. Chance to take the lead. All tied up 26 apiece. Go down into Paul Mag. Short corner jump shot up and good from the junior Paul Mag. Lipsick now retaking the lead by two. And I like what they're doing for Brandt defensively to keep him out of trouble. They're having him play on the backside of the defense all the time. Just basically rotating away. He's kind of on an island by himself over there. And then Miller open right wing for the three ball. A little too strong that time. Rebound going to be grabbed by Carrillo. Lipsick goes back the other way. 6-20 to go in the third quarter. Two-point lead for Lipsick, 28-26. Mason Brandt with it on the left wing. Gets down to the corner. Passes it over. Three-point shot up and off the mark from Lipsick. Rebound grabbed and put up, but off of the mark from Pena. Another rebound grabbed that time by Carrillo. He'll go inside to Mag. Mag forces his way through and gets it to fall over the defense from Andrew Schrader. Just like that, four-point lead for Lipsick. Six minutes to go in the third quarter. You knew Lipsick was going to come out with some adjustments to take care of that Van Buren defense. So far, they're executing flawlessly. Van Buren yet to score here in the third quarter after having the three-point lead at the half. Harrington with it on the right wing. He'll drive inside briefly. Now he'll take the free-throw line jump shot, but it doesn't touch anything. Belhar saves it. Does get it into Schrader. Schrader pump fakes, goes up and under, but can't get it to fall. And rebound up with the foul for Parker Belhars. I think he might have got poked in the eye as well but does get the and one opportunity with 5.34 to go in the third quarter. There are genuinely and sincerely few things in this world that hurt quite as much as getting poked in the eye in the moment. Especially in, I can't say I know this from experience, I also have to think it sucks a lot if you wear contacts. Yeah, I mean, I don't wear contacts either. I can only imagine how I don't know if he wears contacts, just, just pointing out that possibility. Free throw up and good from Belhars. Makes it a one-point game, 5.34 to go in the third quarter. Did you just throw a hypothetical into my commentary there? <laughs> I mean, I just imagine that if that were to hurt, it hurts that much more if you wear contacts because it might knock your contact out. Now I feel we need to address this with somebody in the future. <laughs> Not important right now. Lipsick on the offensive side. Carrillo swings it over. 
He finds Lippick. Lippick briefly drives in, now finds Mag on the right wing. He'll get it over to Brandt, right corner, 5-10 to go in the third quarter. One-point lead for Lipsick. Brandt, pull-up right wing, jump shot, up and good for Mason Brandt. Another tough shot that he made look really, really easy. Lipsick now leading again. Up oh, and a poke away here. Carrillo with the steal, one-on-three break, gets it up and can't get it to go. Mason Brandt also had a chance at a putback, but the foul was called anyway right before. Three-point lead for Lips that could be added onto at the line by Esteban Carrillo. I mean, just his style of jump shot is so good. It's so fundamentally sound every time for Mason Brand. It, it makes it so he can make the challenging shots look really, really easy in the moment. Free throw off the mark that time for Carrillo for 53 left to go in the third quarter. Three-point lead for Lipsick over Van Buren BBC Basketball. On Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI Online. WBVI.com. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you for tonight's matchup. Second one from Carrillo. Won't fall either. Sure, it comes in the ground to board for Van Buren. Van Buren with a chance here to try and get back into this one here. Two-possession lead right now. They cut into it in a hurry, though, with the big play. Harrington with it on the right wing for Van Buren. He'll briefly drive inside. Let's get it over to Miller. Now he'll end up getting it over to Reikley on the left wing. Reikley working on Pena, but hasn't gotten a whole lot of separation. Now back top of the key for Harrington. Harrington looking to go inside. Now he will get it inside to Belhars. He's double teamed and then poked away. As Pena will come in to grab the steal. So now they'll get a foul call. I think that's going to go against Parker Belhars. And yes, it will. That'll be his second with 420 to go in the third. And that is, that's a little bit of a big one with Belhars. I mean, he's someone that makes some good plays for this Van Buren squad. You do not want him to be in foul trouble. Now, to be fair, the real one, you don't want foul trouble as a Schrader by any means. But Belhars, he could definitely make an impact for this team, too. Good Schrader into the game now for Fabian Pena for Lipsick with. 4-10 to go in the third quarter. Three-point Lipsick lead, 32-29. to 29. Mason Brandt with the ball left wing. Hands it over now to Quinn Schrader. He'll bring it up top of the key. Wants to pass it to Mag. Doesn't have enough room. He'll get it to Mason Brandt near the volleyball line left side. He'll drive inside. Wants to float it up, but has it poked away. Gets his own miss, though. Goes back inside, and then has it poked away. Going the other way now for Van Buren. Landon Miller in transition. Goes up. Doesn't get it to fall. And they will call the offensive foul. Stepping in. To take the charge will be Blake Lippick for Lipsick. Yeah, Blake Lippick and also looks like Carrillo was kind of, somehow he took down two people as he went in on that shot there for Miller. 3.45 to go third quarter. Three-point lead for Lipsick, 32-29. to 29. Mason Brandt worth remembering playing with three fouls. After a pick, picking up the foul early in the late part of the second quarter, he's got five points so far here in the third quarter. Lipsick with the offensive possession to go down inside to Mag. Mag easy up and under move as he was able to get Schrader moving in the other direction. Now a five-point lead for Lipsick once again, 3.20 to go in the third. Yeah, really good job there by Mag. It's once again, we want to see him get involved in a hurry as well tonight too. Landon Miller pull-up jump shot, comes up short, long rebound. That's touched by Lipsick, so it'll stay going this way for Van Buren. We'll see Coffee and Frederick trekking in for Van Buren. Out goes Reikley and Miller. Harrington will inbound for Van Buren. Throws it into Schrader as it's poked away once again by Lipsick. So now we'll inbound a little closer to the basket, but still on the baseline. The 308 to go in the third quarter. Five-point lead for Lipsick. Well, you can definitely see Van Buren trying heavily to get it back in 
to Schrader, but some really good defense on the baseline here. Two in a row. As now Schrader will inbound for Van Muren. He'll throw one in the Balhars in the corner. Frederick with it on the right wing, gets it over to Coffey. Coffey goes inside of Balhars, pass a little too strong. And eventually will be reined in by Blake Liffick to go back the other direction for Lipsick. 2.55 to go third quarter. They'll look to add on to their 34-29 lead. And find Grant on the cut, pulls up right elbow. Another jump shot up and good for Mason Brandt. He's got 16 on the night as he extends the Lipsick lead. Yeah, that's, that's just what Mason Brandt can do. You get him inside, three point, inside that three-point arc, pretty much any of the shots are fair game at that point. Harrington with the ball near the top of the key for Van Buren. They trail 36-29 at 2.25 to go third quarter. Harrington with it on the right wing. He'll cross-court it over to Andrew Schrader. Thinks about taking the deep three. Now will dribble inside. Has it poked away from him by Mag. So they'll stay with Van Buren now on the baseline. Couple subs checking in in Nice along with Ellerbrock. Ounce will go Blake Liffick along with Paul Mag for Lipsick. A little bit of a risk here having Mag check out, but also he really hasn't left the floor tonight, so give him a bit of a breather. Andrew Schrader gets a good shot to drop for his first basket of the second half. Cuts a deficit down to 5, 2.15 to go third quarter. 30-second timeout taken by Coach Tyler Neekamp for Van Buren. So we'll keep it right here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. While we have a moment, Matt, let's take a look at some of our other scores from around the area. A decent amount of teams playing in some Saturday night games here today. And while you're looking for that, this second half being brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, proud member of the Mayo Clinic Care Network online at bvhealthsystems.org. BVC games going on around the area. Macomb, a 62-47 lead over Ridgedale, trying to have themselves a 2-0 weekend after the win yesterday against Arcadia. Bluffton currently with the lead over Pandora Gibboa, 51-38. After the half, Miller City, a 41-19 lead on Riverdale. And Harder Northern able to pull it out against Arlington a little bit ago, 41 to 38. The final score, Harder Northern in that one. And one more that I want to check on before we get back to the action, if I can find it. And it has gone final. Calvert with the win over Hopewell, 53 to 40. Calvert staying perfect on the season. Calvert's just having an incredible year. Down inside to Mason Brand. They try another alley oop play. Can't quite finish that time. Goes back the other way for Van Buren, 155 to go in the third quarter. Andrew Schrader getting it down into the corner for Jordan Frederick. He'll drive baseline, goes up, can't quite finish. Rebound grabbed by Belhar. Second chance off the mark as well. Tipped around now. Ramp will reel it in. Now he'll end up picking up the foul. And they're going to get that one, looks like, on Esteban Carrillo. Or no, actually, they're going to get that one on Quinn Schrader. I, said, I thought I saw Schrader get the reach in there. And I'm surprised no technical was called on Mason Brand. I mean, he was floating in midair as he jumped up for that alley-oop. Corner three from Belhar is off the mark. Lipsick goes back the other way, trying to add on to their five-point lead. 36-31, 133 left to go into the third quarter. They go down into Dylan Neese. Neese going up, gets the friendly roll over the defense from Andrew Schrader. Lipsick will add on to their lead, now up to seven. That's always nice to see those flashes of, like, pre-injury Dylan Neese throughout these games. It's always been fun to see. Down inside. Shot was good, but they're going to call a foul right before that. I think that went on Ellerbrock, and yes, it did. Also can see Jackson Gregory checking in for Van Buren. He'll come in for Elhars. We'll see Fabian Pena checking in for Esteban Carrillo for Lipsick. And a good swap out here. I think this is a good time to have Pena in his very aggressive style of play out on the floor. 
And Urine on the offensive side after the inbound. They'll get it down in the corner for Owen Coffey. Goes inside to Gregory. Gregory double teamed down low, dealing with a bunch of contact. Gets the shot to drop, but called a foul right before that on the floor with 104 to go in the third quarter. That'll be the third called foul against Fabian Pena. I mean, I think that was more hair flipping than it was actual contact there. Trader with the ball, top of the key for Van Muren. He'll drive down inside, loses the handle, able to maintain it. Ramp driving in from the left corner, finds Frederick on the cut, gets the friendly roll of the rim to have that one drop. Cuts the back to five, 50 seconds to go in the third quarter. I like that Mason Brandt tried to make a play there, but brother, you gotta be careful on those. You really need to be careful on those. And Schrader driving inside for Lipsick will find Brandt. Stepping back has three players on him for the moment. Down inside to Nice, he'll pump make and has a shot blocked from behind. But they'll end up calling the foul instead with 34 seconds left to go in the third quarter. So that foul will go against Andrew Schrader. That's his second on the game. It was one of three subs checking in for Lipsick. Mag along with Lifik and Estevan Carrillo. We also see Conan Jurlian step to check in for Van Buren. Yeah, good moment to swap them out here with only 34 seconds left. Give some of these other guys a bit of a breather. And his first shot up to no good for Nice. His free throw off of the mark and we'll see Branch check out along with Pena and Quinn Schrader. And we see Andrew Schrader checking out along with Owen Coffey. Landon Miller also checking in now for Van Buren along with Clarence Derlia. Yeah, starting to play bench ball here, getting the star players a little bit of a breather before you go into the fourth quarter when you really need them. Second free throw from Lipset quarterback Dylan Neese will be off the mark. Three guard moving ground to Byron Jackson. Gregory Van Buren goes the other way, trying to cut into this five-point deficit. 27 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Derlia will set things up for Van Buren. He'll find Frederick on the left side near the volleyball line. Kind of think Van Buren wants to get the last shot of this third quarter. Turlian loses his dribble now with 10. Gets it over to Frederick. Now finds a ramp on the right wing. Gets the screen from Gregory. Doesn't get much space though. Now just four. And now Ramp will end up picking up the drawing the foul as they'll get Ellerbrock for that foul. It's going to be his second of the game now. Just 2.8 left to go in the third. And more importantly, with only 2.8 left to go in the third, you have both teams getting very, very close to the bonus. Lipsick already with five fouls on the half, Van Buren with four, so it's gonna make for an interesting fourth quarter, that's for sure. Check Andrew Schrader in with 2.8 for Jackson Gregory to see if they can get him a shot. They'll get it to Miller instead, he'll float it up and gets it to go right before the buzzer. A much needed shot for Van Buren. They cut the deficit to two right before the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I was, just, I was just Landon Miller doing Landon Miller things. You hit the nail on the head earlier. If you let him be open at any point along the three-point arc, that's going to be trouble. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. Two-point lead for Lipsick at the end of the third quarter. You're listening to BBC Basketball on Classic 96.7 WBBI. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Welcome to Big B Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you. And her. And him. 
You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person. Dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. Starting the fourth quarter of action here between Van Buren and Lipsick. Lipsick, the two-point lead, 38-36. to 36. We get started with the fourth quarter. Lance Morris, Matt Common with you. Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI. Online for WBVI.com. Van Buren, good possession to start this fourth corner of action. It's been a back-and-forth matchup here. Neither team has had too big of a lead. Lipsick had a seven-point lead earlier on. Andrew Schrader able to get that one to drop from about 13 feet out. For now, his second basket of this second half, just like that, all tied up 38 apiece. Schrader's having an amazing game, leading all scorers right now with 19. Easton Brandt pull-up shot just inside the three-point line. That one won't drop. Landon Miller, another board for Van Buren. 7-15 left to go, all tied up 38 apiece. You know, that was like a Patrick Mahomes incompletion in the Super Bowl last year. That was impressive even though it was incomplete. That It was even close enough to almost make it. Landon Miller briefly over, but mishandles the catch that time. Bellaharis over to Andrew Schrader. Right corner, three ball, won't fall. Rebound, last touch to go by Lipsick. And Carrillo definitely was the last to touch it, but he was trying to say that Van Buren went over the back, but they won't get the benefit of that call. It'll stay Van Buren ball with 6.57 left to go. Yeah, not sure you're going to get that call in any situation, even though the Lipsick coaches are definitely making an argument for it as well. Schrader inbounding for Van Buren. Finds Belhars on the right wing. Now Harrington with the top of the key. Punk faking, even though he's well too deep to probably take a shot. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but now Landon Miller, right wing three ball. Up and good again from Landon Miller. Just like that, Van Buren retaking the lead. Van Buren's having an amazing game. Everything that we were talking about that they need to have go their way has been going their way tonight. Both Miller and Schrader for Van Buren, each in double figures. Same thing for Mag and Brandt on the Lipstick side. So each team's two stars are doing their part in this matchup as Mag will be the one that draws the foul. That one's going to go against Harrington for Van Buren, sending the junior Paul Mag to the line with 6.28 to go in the game. And you want to talk about a star comparison. I mean, you're seeing Van Buren take the lead. You're having Mason Brandt with 16. He basically has sat in the equivalent of two quarters with his injuries. Or not injuries, with his fouls, excuse me throughout this game, so what Brand's been able to do in what amounts to one half of action has been remarkable. Mag missed for the first of his two free throws. The second one, though, will drop. And will cut it down to a two-point game. 6.28 left to go. Van Buren with the two-point advantage. Harrington will slow things down and cross the timeline for Van Buren. Has it now at the volleyball line. Now brings it back towards the top of the key. Directly with it on the right wing. Bounces to Belhars, high post, who wants to go into Schrader, it's poked away. Wind up going out of bounds, it'll stay with Van Buren on the sideline, 6.08 to go in the game. Van Buren, the momentum's still a little bit in their favor, but this has been a good back and forth between these two teams in terms of the momentum swing to the second half. Frankly, inbounding for Van Buren, will cross-court it all the way over to Landon Miller, but it won't actually get completed. He almost got it back, but Lipsick will get the steal and go in transition. Brant forces it up, somehow gets that one to drop and ties it back up 41 apiece. That Mason Brandt just doing Mason Brandt things out there. No big deal. Under six minutes left to go. All tied up 41 apiece. Van Buren on the offensive side. Reichley out to Andrew Schrader. Schrader goes down inside. Finds the Belhars. He'll pick up the foul. Because he's unable to get that one to drop. Another foul against Estevan Carrillo. 
Which actually is just his first, but the way he reacted made me think he had more. Yeah, Carrillo reacts very strongly to anything that goes on involving him. Very animated player down there. Arthur Balhars, the Van Buren quarterback at the line, knocks down the first of two free throws to once again give Van Buren a one-point lead. This has really turned into one of our best games of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Second free throw from Balhars, up and good as well. Now a two-point lead for Van Buren, a 5.43 left to go. Quinn Schrader to cross the timeline for the Lipsick Vikings. Good over to Escobar Carrillo on the right wing. Brandt wide open up top. Three-pointer a little too strong, but long rebound ends up back in Quinn Schrader's hands for Lipsick. He'll hand it over. Three-point shot up, but off the mark from Lipsick. Elhars with the board for Van Muren. I'd still like to see Lipsick try and attack the paint a little bit. A little too early to be settling for threes. Even though they can't make them. Still a little early on that one. 5-10 left to go in the contest. 43-41 your score. Van Buren two-point lead over Lipsick. Belhars over left corner for the three. Comes up short. Long rebound. They say last touch to buy. Van Buren goes back the other direction for Lipsick. 4-59 left to go. We'll see Owen Coffey checking in for Reese Rackley, but we'll see a timeout taken from Coach Chris Coleman from Lipsick. We'll take the timeout right along with them. You're listening to BBC Basketball and Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Don't sit on the sidelines and let life pass you by. Take control of your health with the help of grit, personalized fitness, and training for all ages. Whether it's hiking, riding a bike, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids, Mitch Gardner and the fitness experts at Grit can help you strengthen your quality of life and wellness. Get toned, get fit, get healthy, and get your life back at Grit Personalized Fitness and Training. Located in Body Works behind Ace Hardware on Market Street in Tiffin. Get Grit. Premier Bank's home equity loans help cover large and unexpected expenses so you can be a home equity hero, like Rainy Day Don, who used his home's equity to repair a leaky roof. Meet the rest of our heroes who use the value of their home to renovate, travel, and cover other Rainy Day costs at yourpremierbank.com and learn how your home's equity can help make big things happen and ensure sunnier days ahead. Offer subject to credit approval. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 4.59 left to go in this one between Van Buren and Lipsick. Van Buren, two-point lead. 43-41 here. Lance Morris and Matt Common with you. Classic at 96.7. WBVI. Online to WBVI.com. Lipsick took a little too long getting out of the huddle. They had to have Quinn Schrader actually run all the way down to get it from the baseline to check it in. So now they're going to slowly cross the timeline. And Quinn Schrader, I think, was about one second away from getting a 10-second call, too. Yeah, he, he was cutting it close there. Paul Mag with it, top of the key for Lipsick, down inside to Brandt. And they're going to call a foul, looks like down low. We'll see who they pick that foul up on. That'll be on Coffee. his second of the game, 440 left to go. Two-point lead for Van Buren, but Lipsick with possession. Inbounded down inside, easy lane for Paul Mag, and that'll tie it back up, 43 apiece. And now for Lipsick, what they need to do is defensively get a couple stops here. You can't be exchanging body blows right now with Van Buren because the momentum's on their side. They're going to come away with the W otherwise. Each team's two top players have done their part in this one. Andrew Schrader with 19 and Miller with 13 for Van Buren. 
And Branth with 18 and Mag with 17 so far for Lipsick. Van Buren with possession as Harrington almost lost the handle. Able to find Schrader who knocks down the 12-footer and re-adds the lead now to Van Buren. They lead by two, 4.05 left to go. Mason Brant will pull up from the elbow in transition. A little too strong though. Coffee with the board for Van Buren. Getting a little concerned that Mason Brant might be trying to play a little bit of hero ball here with four minutes to go. Got plenty of time. You don't need to resort to some good but not great looks yet. Take Don't take what they give you. Try and make some good shots on your own accord. Coffee wants to go into Schrader, and Schrader is able to get it, but then it's poked away. But then Coffee steals it right back for Van Buren, and Coach Coleman is absolutely fuming that they did not get a foul call. But it will again be Van Buren ball, and then they're going to pick up Quinn Schrader for the hand check foul up front. That's also going to be the seventh foul against Lipsick. It's going to put Van Buren at the line in the bonus now with 3.31 left to go with two-point Van Buren lead. I mean, Coach Coleman's got a good argument there because Coffee he had his hand on the wrist of Schrader as he was trying to recover that ball, but I don't think he necessarily had a clean, clean possession of the ball, so really hard to call a foul in that moment. Free throw off the mark from Harrington. Lipsick will now go back the other direction under three and a half left to go. The trail by two. Brant driving all the way down inside. And they'll end up pulling a jump ball. And possession error will stay with Lipsick. But Colts Coleman, he's basically resorting to, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, just based on his emotion after they didn't get that call. And they're now going to tee up Carrillo, it looks like. They're either teeing up him or Coach Coleman because they gave, they signaled Lipsick ball, but then gave it to Van Buren. And I think that's what he was saying. Hey, it's our ball. It's our and they ball. teed him up instead. They had to wave off that tee. He did not do anything wrong. Unless he said something we couldn't hear, which is possible, but it looks like he was just saying, hey, it should be our ball. Because they signaled Lipsick ball. They 1,000% signaled Lipsick ball. They might have changed that, but they signaled Lipsick ball. Yeah, and it, at this point, you almost have to abide by that here. Now the referees are going to go talk to Coach Coleman. 3.22 left to go on this one. Two-point lead for Van Buren, 45-43. And this has been about as back and forth a game as you can have. Lipsick had a little bit of a run early where they led by seven, but since then it has been back and forth with the largest margin since then really being about five. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, it's just very... Very intense right now. And I got to tell you, just to call it as it is, the officials have not been living up to how good this game is. They, they've had a rough night tonight, and this would be a really bad time for them to inject themselves once again by delivering, one, another technical, but two, having so much of an air on this jump ball. And now they're going to actually bring both coaches yeah. over to the scorer's table as well and sort this out. So we'll tell you what happens once we know what will happen because they before called a technical and Andrew Schrader was waiting to take his free throws he's now talking to Owen Coffey uh, between the top of the key and the volleyball line on this right side of the floor that's worth knowing for Kuhlman just the just the animated nature I mean he's kind of animated in general but uh, I think we're going to get they are correcting it that the possession is going to Lipsick and I, I got to tell you, I, I don't want to single anyone out, but one of the officials, and I'll just say the younger one out of the crew, he has been such a quick whistle all night. He is, 
led to a lot of issues in this game. Mason Brandt wide open right wing, can't knock down the three. Long rebound, though, actually will end up back in Brandt's hands after Mag was able to tip it out. So it'll stay with Lipzik. 3-10 left to go. They trail by two. And they will end up calling the foul. Grant will go to the line. I think they also probably could have called Grant for a travel, too, honestly. Yeah, very close on that. Haney will check in for Lipsick with 3.09 left to go. They called the foul on Harrington for Van Buren. First free throw from Brandt actually will not fall. That's an uncharacteristic miss for Mason Brandt. Haney will check in for Paul Mag, so Lipsick going with a little bit of a quicker lineup as they put Mag on the sideline. Second free throw from Brandt up and good. Cuts it down to a one-point game, 45-44, 3.09 left to go. May seem weird, but honestly, this is a bit of an advantage in favor of Lipsick. If you exchange punches now, you win by one, potentially. That's that's not a bad way to go. Unless we're going to have a full timeout by Van Buren. Full timeout by Van Buren. 2.59 left to go in this one. One-point lead for Van Buren over Lipsick. We'll actually keep it right here so we can kind of recap what we've seen here in the last few minutes and really just for the entire game up to this point. Mason Brandt has three fouls. He's actually been playing with three fouls since coming into this second half. He picked up his third foul near the end of the first half after an alley-oop play did not work out. He ended up hanging on the rim a little too long and because of that, got teed up. He has since had 10 points in this second half playing his entire half with 3,000 has only missed about 30 seconds or so of game time. While Van Buren has done about everything they can to make this quite the ball game. Andrew Schrader has 21 points. Landon Miller has 13 for the Black Knights. And we also saw a technical then waved off after it was called. It looked like it was going to go against Estevan Carrillo. And it was due to the fact that it was a possession error, which th that was an awful jump ball as well that they called. It should have been some type of foul and it was ended up waved off after it was then discovered that it should have been Lipsick ball, and then they were about to give it to Van Buren. That was when the technical occurred. Yeah, and that's, I think they were calling the technical on Carrillo because they thought he was being flippant to them by being on the baseline, and that's when Coach Kuhlman just absolutely lost. Like, no, you just put signaled as Lipsick ball. That's why he's there. <laughs> it's, it's been an adventure so far in this game. We'll just leave it at that. One point lead for Van Buren, 45-44, 2.55 left to go in this one. Harrington with the ball near the volleyball line for Van Buren. They'll end up getting it after a couple of different passes. Belhar's down into Landon Miller. Miller goes up and gets his shot blocked. They're going to end up calling the foul, though, instead against Blake Lippick, who is also a bit slow to get up, but is able to get up after just a few moments. Worth noting, Landon Miller just got away with talking a little bit to Quinn Schrader right behind the official. Don't know if it was... A taunting one I mean, you can, or you're allowed to talk. It's, well, he, it just depends he, what you're saying. He made some hand gestures as well. Miller at the line. First free throw up and good. Paul Mag checking back in for Lipsick. He will check in for Blake Lipsick. Worth noting, Miller, one of the better free throw shooters on this team, 71% coming in tonight. As a team, Van Buren shooting about 53% from the charity stride. Second free throw off the mark from Miller. Long rebound, though, with actually he collide with Pena, and Harrington saves it, but then runs out of room on the sidelines. So we will go back over to Lipsick with 2.40 left to go. Van Buren, two-point lead, 46-44. Still great back and forth, my goodness. It's kind of a shame one of these two teams has to lose. 
And they're going to call an offensive foul against Pena. That was not a good call. I will just go, I will say that. I, that was not a good call. No, and, and I'm sorry, I stand by the statement. You know me, I, I will happily call up and also give... Oh, the referees have been a big part of this game. The, we, we can't avoid it. We the, can't. The, the referees have been unbelievably atrocious tonight. And it's been consistent issues. Like, they've been... It, usually complain when a ref's been inconsistent. No, these guys have been consistently bad. Yes. They've been very consistently bad throughout this game. Van Muren with possession. They lead by two, 2.25 left to go. Elhars with it left wing extended for Van Muren. Miller has it poked away, but now that he's actually going to change his mind in the middle of his motion and give it back over to Lipsick. Talking about the officiating, just to be frank again, there's one in particular who just maybe go on vacation, take a week off next week. This has not been a good night for you on film. 2.20 left to go. Lipsick trails by two. They'll retake possession. Each team in a little bit of foul trouble just total-wise. Nine fouls against Lipsick, seven against Van Buren. It'll be Carrillo with it on the right wing for the Vikings. He'll find Mason Brand up top. He'll launch the deep three and won't get it to fall. Rebound going to be grabbed by Andrew Schrader out for Van Buren. And he is still dealing with the contact. And now they'll end up picking up the foul. As that one is going to go against Esteban Carrillo as we get under two minutes left to go. And the big concern right now is for Lipsick. They're really relying on Mason Brant. He's gone pretty cold from beyond the arc. And the defense for Van Buren is just not allowing him any open lanes to attack from to try and get it inside. So I'll say the momentum definitely in Van Buren's favor right now. Andrew Schrader at the line. First free throw up and good. That was also the 10th foul against Lipstick, so two fouls from here on out. You have 22 a night, night after hitting 28 against Van Lutz, Andrew Schrader. Second one for Schrader, up and good as well. He's the best free throw shooter on this team, 74% coming into today. Yeah, I'll say it once again, there's nothing stopping Andrew Schrader from making a late season run for BBC Player of the Year if he keeps this up. Mason Grant with possession now for Lipstick. They trail by four, 145 left to go. Maybe Pena now with it, top of the key. He'll hand it over to Mason Brandt. Brandt bringing it down inside. Now gets it over to the corner. Quinn Schrader now pulls up. Doesn't get the floater to drop. And they'll say last touched by Van Buren. It'll stay with Lipsick. And between Belhars and Schrader for Lipsick, that was close to going either way. Yeah, hard to argue with that one. That was really a bang-bang play. Brandt takes the contested corner three. Doesn't get it to drop. Likely with the board. Going up calling the foul against Lipstick as we get now down to 90 seconds left to go. Four-point lead for Van Buren. Chance to add on to that with some free throws. And Carrillo gets the foul once again. That's his third of the night. So you got three for Brandt, three for Schrader, four for Pena, and now three for Carrillo. As you're seeing Ellerbrock and Lithic check into the game. Ace Reichley at the line for Van Buren. Free throw will not drop. Reichley. Not the best free throw shooter, not the worst on this Van Buren team. Coming into today at 42%, we'll see Pena and Quinn Schrader checking out for Lipsick. Lipsick, they really got to come up with something here. They've, they've been stuck on 44 points for a while. Likely unable to get the free throw to drop. Belhar is able to get the board, though, to keep it with Van Buren. Big offensive rebound for the Black Knights with 1.23 to go. And a, and a rare air there from Mason Brandt that he thought that, that was going to go out of bounds, so he slowed up a little bit. Van Buren working this one around. 
Miller down inside, but just a little too strong as Belhars couldn't quite reel it in. Gives possession back to Lipsick. 110 to go. They trail by four. Big turnover. Big, big turnover. Lipsick's got capitalized. We're going to see a timeout here. 30-second variety from Coach Kuhlman. And uh, Lipsick needs to come up with points here. It's as simple as that. <laughs> 70 seconds left to go in this one. 48-44 to 44 is your score. Van Buren with the four-point lead, like we've been saying. The top two players for each team have certainly played their key role in this one. The Van Buren side, Andrew Schrader is matching his jersey number. He's got 23 on the night. Landon Miller having a 14 tonight, a little bit above his average of eight here this season. On the Lipstick side, Mason Brandt, he's got 19, which actually an uncharacteristic night considering how great he's been this season, averaging about 28. Paul Magdo with 17 to back up Mason Brandt due to the fact he has missed a good chunk of time, at least in the first half due to foul trouble. He's only missed a little bit here in the second half and has been playing this entire second half with three fouls. Yeah, he's really done a good job in the second half. And uh, It's kind of crazy to say that 19-point night is an uncharacteristically bad night for a player. Uh, I mean, my God, if I ever scored 19 I mean, points in a game, I'm had, saving the tape. He had 35 last night. So That's, that's true. <laughs> he had 35 last night and had 38 last week against Kaleida. So he's, he's that prolific of a scorer. Mason Brandt will cross the timeline for Lipsick. We get under a minute left to go. He'll get all the way inside and lays it up and in. Cuts the deficit down to two, 55 seconds to go. And that's what Brandt's been trying to get all second half is someone to clear out the lane for him so he could attack. Schrader with the ball, almost loses it. He'll get it over to Harrington. And now we'll see Coach Nikan take the 32nd timeout with 43.2 left to go. Two-point lead for Van Buren, 48-46. This is Matt Common here with you, Classic It's 96.7 WBVI. Online through WBVI.com. We thank you for making us a part of your Saturday night festivities. And if you've been listening from the get-go, you've heard a great one. If you have joined us at any point since then, you might have missed a couple key moments here in this one. And we're just now down to the last 43.2 seconds of regulation in this one. Two-point lead for Van Buren. To save the recap, sometime in the next couple days, go to WBVI.com and just take the copy <laughs> of this game and listen to it because this has been a phenomenal back and forth between two teams that uh, frankly for Van Buren their record at 6 and 10 does not reflect the talent level whatsoever this has been a very very good team tonight and they have made it very difficult for Lipsick Schrader will actually have it stolen away and then they're going to call a foul looks like on Harrington That'll send Lipsick to the line for one and ones with 38 seconds left to go, and they will, in fact, call a foul on Peter Harrington. I got to say, that's a tough one to call because you just had Carrillo literally strip the ball out of his opponent's hands, which could have really been called for a reach-in. To then call the reach-in on a soft hit like that from Harrington, that, that's a tough one there. Carrillo at the line for Lipsick on the one and one. Doesn't get the front end to drop. Schrader with the rebound now for Van Buren. 33 seconds left to go. Being careful now, Landon Miller will be the one to cross the timeline. Up ahead to Reikley. Reikley gets it back now to Belhars. And now they'll get a foul called out in front and they'll send the sophomore Belhars to the line with 25.8 left to go. Van Buren will try to add on to their two-point lead, 48-46. And my single favorite part of a close game like this, seeing the coaches yelling at the officials because they didn't call the foul early enough at yeah. this point now as he tried to foul to keep as much time on the clock as possible. Belhars at the line. First free throw up and good. Now a three-point lead for Van Buren, 25.8 left to go. 
Big shot there from Bellars. If he could connect on this one, make it a two possession game. The, the, the way Lipstick's offense has been struggling in the second half, don't know if they have enough to come back. Second one up and good as well from Belhars. Makes it a four point game, 25.8 left to go. Mason Grant gets it off of the inbound. He'll cross half court, gets the screen. And they'll call a foul out in front. We'll see who they're calling that on. Yeah, I missed it. So they're calling it on number two. They're calling it on Reikley after Reikley. going through Lifik as he was going to set the screen. See Quinn Schrader checking in. We'll check in for Paul Mag for Lipsick. 20.3 left to go. Lipsick trailing in this one by four. They have Blake Lifik at the line. I mean, it's kind of what you're supposed to do on a screen is get through it somehow. They throw up and good from Lifik. Makes it a three-point game once again. Second one from Lifik. Up and good as well. Back to a two-point game, 20.3 to go. It's a quote, dumb and dumber, so you're telling me there's a chance. And Miller up ahead, and he'll actually have it stripped away. Mason Brandt gets it now with 10, and Miller on the ground in pain and now working to get back up. Mason Brandt, though, driving down inside, and they'll call a foul out in front before that. So that'll send Mason Brandt to the line with a chance that's high. This is up 7.6 left to go. That was also the 10th foul against Van Buren. So now we'll continue to see free throws from each team. And Brandt a chance to tie this up 50 to 48 currently the score. And Coach Coach Kuhlman taking a second here as you have Landon Miller check out. He took a pretty nasty fall. It looks like he's favoring that left leg a little bit as they're stretching him out. Might be a cramp on that one, hopefully. It's a cramp. If this thing goes into bonus basketball, you don't want to have that without Landon Miller. First free throw from Brandt. Up and good. One point game, 7.6 to go. Worth noting at this point, I save it as long as I can as Miller is now they're maybe going to wait to check him in. Yeah, they're going to wait to check him in. The JV game also went to overtime. Van Buren won that one in overtime. 43-48. It's off the mark for Brandt. Gets his own miss and goes up and gets the foul again with 5.6 left to go. And just like that, after missing the free throw, Brandt does the smart thing to follow his miss. Now a chance to tie or take the lead with 5.6 to go. And in that moment, I just got vindicated again by saying time and time again, people need to follow their shots. Mason Brandt just got a chance to, now it's tied. And he has a chance to make it a one-point lead here with five seconds left and actually be the hero here for Lipsick because of something as simple as following his shot as we're going to get a timeout. Coach Nikim will take the full timeout. We're not going anywhere right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Online to WBVI.com. We did see Landon Miller check back in for Van Buren after taking that hard hit. He's back on the floor in place of Owen Coffey. 5.6 left to go in this one. All knotted up 50-50. to 50. Mason Brandt a chance to take the lead with another free throw after he was unable to tie it on the free throw right before that. Followed his shot, then drew another foul. Now we have him at the line once again. Hey, this has just been a great game. This really has been a great game. We hope every game is like this, and yet it is not usually the case, but here we are. We get a good one tonight. Let's put it this way. We've discovered that there is, in fact, a running clock this year for the OHSAA <laughs> on more than one of our games. So to get an absolute gem on this one tonight, uh, we're, we're spoiled. Once again, if you're just joining us, folks, WBVI.com on the podcast page. You can usually check and see our previous recordings from previous broadcasts, and th this one will be there. Don't don't you fret nothing on that. This one will be there. 
We have Tyler Reamer on the boards tonight, and I know he hit the record button in advance for this one. About ready to go following the timeout. 5.6 left to go. Mason Brandt at the line trying to take the lead for Lipsick. He's got 23 on the night. Andrew Schrader for Van Buren also has 23 on the night. Second one from Brandt. Up and good. Lipsick takes the one-point lead with 5.6 to go. They inbound it to Landon Miller. They double-team in near half court. He gets it to Belhars. Belhars launches it up as time expires, and that will do it. Lipsick will pull this one out. A 51-50 win on the strength of a Mason Brandt free throw. That's just an incredible win for Lipsick. They fought like words I can't say on air to get the win in this one. Had to deal with technical fouls. Had to deal with extremely questionable officiating tonight. And my goodness, this Van Buren team, phenomenal display from them. And you throw in Andrew Schrader's performance, 23 points on the night. And a battle of stars between Schrader and Brandt. Mason Brandt ends up with exactly one more, and that turns out to be the game winner. 51-50. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a game. What a game for both these teams, and what a way to close it out for Lipsick. 51-50, your final score. Lipsick with the one-point win tonight over Van Buren. And like we've uh, said often, it's been a crazy back and forth game and actually it's funny you mentioned uh, Mitch Clark I think that's Mitch Clark down on the floor oh yeah that is Mitch Clark actually who actually since he's here congratulations to him he scored his 1,000 point last night that is true congratulations <laughs> are in order to Mitch Clark a thousand points on the career I uh, again the amount of times that we've covered North Baltimore over the years I can't think of a more deserving player to break the, the thousand. entire North Baltimore team is here basically because <laughs> Hagemeyer and Kepling are over there too you know, those two do really stand out, don't they? I mean, but you know, why wouldn't you be here for a game like this? This is a pretty star-studded game. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Luke Montgomery down there as well. So that is Luke. All, all the stars are from the area here right now. That, that, that is Luke Montgomery. That we can confirm. So well, we had ourselves a star-studded performance, and we got a star effort from both of these teams in the form of Andrew Schrader's 23 and Mason Brandt with his 24. And, and only playing two and a half quarters. One of the craziest part. That's under his average. That's 24 points. He had an off night. This was him. And he still had a lot of awesome moments. He had one dunk as well. I mean. One dunk, he had the reverse lay-in. The reverse lay-in on the alley-oop. He had a couple nice steals. He had the two elbow jumpers that were, you know, it's the time of year it is. You think about this. I see your body armor thing for Mamba forever. But very, very.